whole thing. Why does it always go back to that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Fired up. All right. Let's go. Let's ride. Episode two. We're great to be back. Yeah. I really enjoyed having Trey on. Oh man, I'm 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 so excited. I uh we got all the social media started. Um, you know, we're uh we're thrilled. We're we're so excited. We've been talking about a couple different ideas um that we have thrown around, people that we'll have on and where we want this thing to go and um and we're really, you know, just stoked to finally kind of get it off the ground. Brian and I have uh like we said in the last episode, kinda Started it off in college, and, you know, our first one kind of fizzled out. Um, but a lot more dedicated now. Got a lot more to talk about, put on the table, and uh, hash out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We, You know, this was this is our dream. Oh, 100%. This is our dream. Um, and I'm glad you brought up, you know, kind of why we were doing this and how we started and where we got our background from. But uh, on my ride over here tonight... I was listening to Keep the Wolves Away. Great song. <laughs> Uncle Lucius? Yes, yes. Um, been a kind of stressful time for everybody. Oh, not man. not just myself. Uh, and around, kind of seems like the country. Um, seems just like morale, morale is down. Uh, 100%, 100%. And I can, especially here around home, uh, where we're from, I can tell a difference in people, a difference in stress levels. Um, and... It affects everybody in every way. But I want to kind of motivate and influence with this podcast. I'm all and for it. Fired up, bud. I want to lead by example. When I mean lead by example, we, as of right now, we are not where we want to be with life. We are both working hard labor jobs or harder than other labor jobs, I'm doing a lot of. Got to bust your back a little bit. I know I'm I'm using up a lot of hours for a lot of different things, a lot of different projects, but it all comes back to wanting to change and follow your dreams. And it's hard because in this life, in the world that we live in, it takes money to do that, and that's why we are here. That's the underlying cause for everything. We want to we wanna make enough money where we can enjoy our lives, and we want to make money doing what we enjoy doing. And I want to lead by example for everybody out there to follow their dream. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take long hours of planning. But you have got to motivate yourself and have enough discipline internally to follow your dreams and do it right from the start and all it takes is one change. You got to you got to devote yourself to that change. Your money habits got to change, your health habits have to change, the way you think has to change. But when you have a dream and you want to make it happen, you have to have the discipline and motivation to do it. And I want to lead by example with this podcast because this is our dream. Oh, and 100%. what do we look like if we don't follow up on our dream? Exactly. We've already put in hours for this. The amount of the amount of time Brian and I have dreamed of like this podcast, like it goes back to Brian and I have lived together for uh, two years now. You know, we graduated college. We uh, we both you know went went our separate ways, but obviously stayed very well in touch. He's over here, you know, probably two three nights a week. Um, 
but you know we've we we've dreamed big and we've got <clears throat> a lot on our plate now i mean i work 10 hours a day um and it goes down to just staying dedicated and staying focused and and <clears throat> i feel like a lot of times nowadays is our whole generation man like just kind of has their hand out yes and and just wants everybody to just something to fall into their lap and you know we're not talking i mean this is our second episode man we got what 22 followers on instagram yeah we're not talking <laughs> to a big audience yeah, right now we're, we're not we're not saying like we've got it made or we have anything figured out but you know aside from the podcast brian and i are absolutely busting our backs and working our butts off because you know we have the biggest hopes and dreams for this podcast but you know it goes down to entrepreneurship 101 you know, yes. you, you yes. got to be able to support yourself and have your little side hustle until your side hustle can support become your main hustle. Yeah. And, and that's whenever you, you go full force, but kind of back to what I was saying is the whole, the whole generation kind of has their hands out. And it, the way I was raised, uh, I, you know, I had a kind of rocky childhood there for a little bit and, uh, and I kind of gathered where, uh, nothing in life is really like just handed yeah. to you. Yep. You know, you got to go out there and take it. You know, you can kind of milk the, oh, I you know, feel sorry for me and this and that. And, you know, you, you might get a little bit. But at the end of the day, like the most successful people in life, you, know, you look at Steve Jobs. Um, like the man absolutely went after his dream, you know. Didn't he start it in the garage? Devoted himself. Yeah. And, uh, and absolutely grinded. And so... I feel like we need to have a whole kind of culture shock, especially in our generation. I mean, I'm 22, Brian's 23, and uh, I feel like everybody just is okay with figuring out life whenever they're 30, 35. And I'm they, not. Don't, they don't necessarily say that, but their actions do it. Like, it's okay, I'm, I'm 22 and I'll work in a retail store and make $14 an hour for, you know, two, three, you know, years. And so it's it's... I don't know. It's kind of sad to me. You know, it's funny. I was watching uh, a Joe Rogan episode. Kind of what we want to do with this. Similar, but not to the same extent of his extremeness. Um, and he was talking about how his podcast, how his career, how everything he's come to collect um, came about. And he talked about when he was a 22-year-old kid. He got fired from his job. And I think he was living in his car. I'm not sure. I listened to it the other day. He devoted himself to being a stand-up comedian. That was his career choice. That's what brought him the most joy. Yeah. That's how he got his start. So he lived in his car, drove nightclubs, cracked jokes, and started from the bottom. Now look at him. Oh yeah. And we're here. Like exactly. we're gonna, we are going to do the same process. 100%. It's not a if or it's just a win at this point. Right. And back to the you like. What you said about this culture, everybody wants, 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 not, not want to work for the wants. Right. And I hate to even bring this word up, but it's going to flag us somehow, but COVID. Oh, yeah. There's been a massive culture change since COVID. And you can see it in every aspect of daily life. Which Stress is up, money's up. I want to say this real quick, Brian. COVID isn't like a political thing. No, not COVID, at all. COVID is a disease. So I yes. want to I, I want to put that out there. It's not a political thing. How we're trying to base it off no. of. No, it's COVID is a reality right now, and how 
everybody approaches their day-to-day life is affected by it. Yes. Sorry, I just want Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you did that because it's not a political thing. It is a virus. It is a disease that has affected the whole world and the way the world works. So to tie that all in together, people want, want, want. And I think that's a tribute to COVID because think how the world changed when it happened. Oh, yeah. You can get anything at your doorstep in a matter in of like days. Yeah. Or if you're hungry, in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Or Lord if you it. need groceries in a matter of hours. No. People are growing accustomed to this get, 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 whenever I want, 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 want community. And it's changing the world. And I and think that's also like America, too. Yes. It's all over the world. Not just America. Yeah. But yes, especially here. Because yeah. we have the most free speech out of any country. Anybody right. can say anything. We do. Yeah. Um. And I really do think that's a attributing factor to everybody. Want, 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 want. Like, now, 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 now. Right. It's, honestly, man, it's, <clears throat> I think we all kind of need to take a step back. And uh, I saw I saw a TikTok the other day. And uh, it was this guy and digging posts or whatever to set, you know, some kind of pole barn or something. And, uh, and he's got you know, a tractor, he's got an auger on it, and like all different kinds of stuff. Um, it, was tricked, it was tricked out? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, nice. yeah, loaded down. And uh, he's sweating, and obviously he's got to, you know, put the post in the ground. He's like, he's sweating, he's working hard, but he takes his TikTok, TikTok video, and he says, what's insane is he goes, my great-granddaddy would do this all the time, but he would always do it by hand. So he would be out there with a shovel or a post hole digger, and he would bust his absolute back, and he goes, and I'm over here feeling sorry for myself, and I've got this, you know, $300,000 piece of equipment doing most of the work. <laughs> and so it's all about perspective, and I feel like, you know, technology and a lot of times have made things easier for us, so we have became kind of wussies in a way. And it's the the whole back-breaking idea is kind of strange to some people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get you. Um, It's... Yeah, it, times have changed. We can we can agree on that. Times have changed. It's all it needs to all take a step back. But what we have now that people didn't have back then is social media, the power to make your own change whenever you want. Um, prime example: your TikTok video, you impacted. I don't know what you're at like five million views now, right? Yeah, I think uh, last time I checked, I think it was three point five. Okay, so you. I've affected 3.5 million people's lives that day in your life. So it happens that easy, like nowadays. Back then, they didn't have all this communication. It was, you know what, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to hang out with my friend group because, you know, I don't really know the people down the street. It's not like today where you can be like, hey, those new people moved in. What's their last name? I'm going to look on Facebook. It, they, didn't, we didn't, they didn't have that. And I think that's also a big part of change too is social media and the impact it has on the world. Right. And I feel like a lot of times with this one click away kind of world we're living in, um, I feel like that pretty sums up, you know, how, how we live today is, you know, you wonder something back in the day, they would pull out the encyclopedia or, you know, the dictionary or something like that. Now all we got to do is Google it. And so you get these people, um, which goes to another video I was saw the other day um you get these people that aren't necessarily the best influences and are telling people all this stuff and it's like i feel like a lot of times the wrong people get famous and they promote things that are just 
not realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, people with the most flashy cars, the most flashy lives, the most, all that. Like, yeah. it could be somebody from Detroit who was selling narcotics on the side of 4th and 5th. You know what I'm saying? And great for him. He somehow figured it out if that's the case for that kind of person. But, like, it's kind of it kind of sucks, you know, because we we're hardworking, all of us, I assume, are hardworking people in our own sense. Yeah, 100%. Like, with... Uh you know the you know the girl from um, Doctor Phil or whatever, and uh, the girl the Catch Me Outside. I mean, she gets absolutely famous, and she's really trying to fight Doctor Phil just because he's trying to restore the relationship with her mother. <laughs> like, like that's just sad to me. You're talking about a bad bad baddie is her rap name. I guess. I mean, all power to her. I mean, you you know, life is life. You know. Yeah. Like, however you get there. I mean, go for it. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Welcome into rule number one. Uh, what a nice little riff we had off start. But yeah, so I kind of, I guess we kind of answered the question why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, so I guess we need to answer what the podcast is going to mainly be about. You know? Yeah. So basically how we see it is uh, actually we're... You know, I made a post on my Instagram uh, week one thanking Trey for coming and so excited, you know, our journey to come. Um, and my uncle saw it and he's like, I didn't realize you were doing a podcast. Like, like, what's it going to be about? And uh, and I thought about it for a second. I was like, well, you know, we want to have people on. We want to talk about cool stuff. And it came to me. It's like basically what we want to do is to have people on in all different walks in life. and uh, And we're all trying to figure out like, we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate this thing called life. And so there's different backgrounds. There's different ways to get to the end goal you want to go. Everybody wants to be successful. Yeah. But there's different routes to get there. And so what we want to do is have people on in different walks of life, whether that be, you know, first responders or professional baseball players or OnlyFans girls, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, who knows? Like, whoever. Yeah. It's, it's, I want to, like not educate people obviously but it's for my own personal education because like you know we could have t so a nasa student from orlando right down the road that'd be pretty cool oh yeah learn about astrophysicists and all this stuff in the next episode we can have a dirt bike driver who's won 10 races on the semi-pro circuit like yeah. i want like you said all aspects of life and just enjoy stories enjoy you know whatever comes out of people's mouths i mean we're communicating what would be cool is if we got a homeless person on here yeah, well, depends on what kind of homeless person. You know, just like... Any? if Not necessarily any. I feel like we need to be <laughs> a little selective, you know what I mean? Like inviting somebody you don't know into your home. And But I I've, feel like it would be a cool conversation to have a homeless person in and just get their perspective on life, how they got to where they were, if they have any goals to get where they want to go. And what people can learn from them. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like nowadays you drive by and you see, I mean, everybody sees them. They're at every intersection yeah. in the mediums asking for money. And I feel like most people automatically judge them and be like, oh, they're strung out on drugs or, oh, just go get a job. Or they they always look at it the negative and maybe that guy was just dealt a bad set hand. of hand. Yeah, a bad set of cards. You know, I get that. I would like to have, I mean, I, it's unfortunate. It, it happens. To all over the country, to a lot of vets, veterans. 
Um, but I would, which that may or may not be somebody milking that, but yes. But if we could find somebody who has went from service to the unfortunate circumstances of being homeless and help that person out, give them, you know, whatever they may need to start their next journey. If we have that kind of influence by then or that kind of, you know, resources by then, it would be cool to help somebody out like that and learn their story and, you know, give them a reset button because everybody needs a reset button. I've had mine and I, I was 19. You've had yours. You <laughs> were 19. 19. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, everybody deserves one reset and I'm a firm believer in that I think it's a cool idea. We have to be very picky though. Very picky. I, I agree. I mean, because, you know, you look back in the times, you know, when our parents grew, were growing up, they walked everywhere, they rode on the bikes, and nowadays you can't necessarily do nope. that. Nope. And so times are times are a lot different. So I hate that it is. I hate that I can't go pick up a hitchhiker on the side of the road and just help somebody out and take them to the gas station if they need to. But nowadays yeah. that's it's I mean, it it's is. a serious issue. Like yeah. you can, I mean, especially for a woman to drive through, I mean, with all the human trafficking going on, that's uh, this. Yeah, pretty messed up world. Yeah. Oh, that's why we're here to try to make it a better place. Yeah, man. I like, I would love to try to, I love to give good out in the world and try to make somebody stay. And so if I can like influence other people to do that, that's just a little stepping stone at the end of the, you know. Absolutely. I like it. I would like to have, I'm, so for all you people out there listening, Smothers already knows. I am a huge, huge, curious, big curious person about space. <laughs> like, what is out there? What could be out there? What's what's materials made of out there? Because there's like an asteroid that's made out of diamonds flowing around in space. Like, imagine if somebody here on Earth got a hold of that thing. Like, they're taking over the world. But See Elon Musk. <laughs> yes. Like, I am fascinated with space. And I, like I said, I was bouncing ideas of kind of people to have on. I would love to have on like an astrophysicist student. That's studying at UCF. That's like a na- like in the NASA program at UCF, and have them come on and just educate us on what's out there, what could be out there. I, know, I think it'd be really cool. Well, even with like, so I know this is like a super hot topic right now too. Like um, the whole, I mean, it doesn't have to be girls, but it seems to be the trend seems to be with girls is the whole zodiac signs and the whole outer space and the energies and everything i i'm not saying i'm like interested in it like i i couldn't even tell you all the zodiac signs but i do think it's very interesting to have like hear what they have to say because there are correlations whether it's you know ironic or you know just by chance but i do think it's something to like look at because i think it's very interesting yeah i think it'd be pretty cool too I mean, I know my sign. I'm a Pisces. I think that's one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Pisces. I don't know why or how or what that means or whatever, but I would like to talk about that kind of stuff too. That'd be kind of cool. I, like I said, we can steer this thing anywhere we're gonna, we want to go with it. I mean, it's our show. Yeah. Um, that'd be a cool idea. I'd like to, you know, we're, off, we're both sports guys, both former athletes. Oh, yeah. We're going to have our athletes on here to talk to. We had Trey, professional yeah. baseball player. We know... A lot of professional baseball players. Um, yeah. we, it's, if y'all like baseball, we have several guys we're going to have on. Yes, that. yes. Our big ticket guys. We also have some country music music artists. Yes, I would on. love. I love music. I love concerts. I would love yeah. my number one person to have on this podcast. 
and there's a close second. If it ever got that big, there's only one person I'm inviting on, and his name is Mr. Co. Wetzel. New album. Texas Jesus. Texas oh, yeah. Jesus. Hell Paso is out. Yeah. And so let me tell you, Cabo, have you listened to it? I have. Oh, man. It's not the best song, but it's just a song that comes on that reminds me of all like my former sins, like my wild days. And I just have memories and stuff that pops up. When that song plays. She effed me for my money. But yeah, dude. Whoa. So I was thinking, I was thinking about a TikTok thing. And uh, when I say it out loud, it kind of sounds stupid. But like a lot of my TikToks have sound stupid and they've done pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I thought about making a TikTok where it's like, um, oh, yeah, that's uh, like play the Kaba song or Kaba song. And, uh, and like she effed me for my money and be like, Oh yeah, that's all good and uh, all code, but she left me because I ain't got no, no money. money. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but we'll see I if like I get it. any views. I guess I gotta post that before uh, I let this air. Or it might start a trend. You are a social media guy. Um, I want you to post a video of that snippet of me trying to convince Co Wetzel of coming on rule number you're one. You're kind of a fanboy for Co. I am. I've been listening to him since I was like. 17 18 no 18 19 i got introduced into him but back then he put out like an ep like three or four songs yeah never big albums yeah uh his first album that i remember listening to was 14. noise complaint i believe i haven't checked yet but i need to source fact check oh yeah that. noise complaint noise complaint yeah with february 28th yes that is my favorite album by far um I don't. I like all the new albums. Don't get me wrong. I still. I listen to the whole new album, Hell Paso, in an hour and a half, like nonstop. Like I, I'm a fanboy. I listen to all the songs, but that's my favorite album, like by far, not even close. You know, you want my honest opinion? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big person on finding music that you know people don't know of and finding artists before they become big. Big. And so I love Coetzel. Like, don't get me wrong. I love his music. It's great. I wasn't a big fan of this album. Like, I, I dude, it, I follow him on Twitter. I follow him on every social media app that he produces content on. I get the gist behind the Cabo album. I've seen videos relating to some of his lyrics and stuff. I feel like he needed it, though. Yeah. Like, he yeah. needed a feels album. Well, yeah. And it's his last album before Columbia Records is making him go country. Uh, I I'm know, curious to see how that ends up. Though. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think they signed him to a four, like four album deal for whatever it's called deal, record deal. Uh, and he got two of his own genre choices because he's so different. He can go from oh, yeah. picking the banjo, wearing boots, singing to country fans in Dallas, Texas, to performing on a stage and Jordan's an unbuttoned Chicago White Sox jersey with Snoop Dogg on 420. You know, like, yeah. that's... I, and you said it yourself, like, I like finding people before they're famous, and that was me. Like, that was my guy that I found before anybody knew who Co Wetzel was, because I would, I would talk to people, like, hey, you know who Co is? Like, who? Yeah. But yeah, dude, you got to listen to this guy. I about to say, I was... I, me and uh, or my buddy and Kurt and I, <clears throat> which Brian knows, we're soon to have him on, hopefully. Um, I found him through Kurt, and 
I think that was that was my freshman year of college. So it was like fall of 2018, and yeah. so it was around the same time. And uh, Kurt and I are both real big music people, but um, yeah, I just started listening to them, and then you know, side fact, I got arrested when I was 19. Yeah, and uh, and so the February 28th uh, song really kind of hit home. There. I, I think like being that age to listening to that music had a big influence in our fanship and now we're getting older so i listen to those songs less and less because i'm not living that kind of lifestyle anymore but hey when they do come on (laughs) every now and then man i I have my headphones on i'll just close my eyes and rock my head back and forth and just think about all the memories of these songs (laughs) oh i know bro like especially brian and i made a lot of memories in college jamming out to co wetzel yep oh i mean we would uh so <laughs> and uh and dear maria count me in that was oh yeah always the party song yeah we can talk about parties now too because yeah we're out of school <laughs> so brian and i we were uh we both we would have summer jobs but you know we were playing ball so we didn't really have time to go get a job or anything while we were playing school uh or time, while, while we were in school playing ball times are hard yeah <laughs> times very hard. Were hard so there was there was a time you know, everybody knows like what a polar pop is at Circle K. There was a time <laughs> where the uh, the third roommate Garrett that lived with us. Shout out to him. He was the owner of the house. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for allowing us to make the memories that we did in that house all together. Really appreciated of that. Big support of the podcast. Yeah, too. he um, supported us back then. I saw him on the TikTok Live uh, last time. Yep. So very very thankful for him and that opportunity. So to go back to what I was saying, um, there was a time where I was. In the house, and I was like, "All right, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna go up and get a Polar Pop." And Garrett goes, "He was like, hey Nate, can you get me one?" And I literally looked at Garrett and I said, "No, they're eighty five cents." <laughs> and he's like, "What? Like, I let you live at this house for free?" I was like, "Yeah, sorry, bro. Like, I have ninety nine cents in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that? using, I'm using the last." Oh like, man. And so, like, I went and got the Polar Pop, and he was kind of pissed at me. But, like, I literally used all the change out of my, like, vehicle. I had no money in my bank account. And I was probably just going to, like, you know, figure something out of the freezer. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, we, we had a lot. Me and you had a lot of nights like that. Yeah. Because... Deer season helped. Yes, <laughs> big time. Um, I know, like, my personal budget weekly my parents helped me out with shout out to my mom for always putting money on that card <laughs> was $50 a week so my freshman year of college I learned how to live life on $50 a week yeah mine nothing was- more nothing less $50 a week that's what what you got if you spend it oh well but you ain't getting nothing until next Monday and dude we had a couple of local bars I would have you know discount nights and Nickel beer nights and dollar draft nights. I'd be like, all right, well, Tuesday night's dollar draft at this bar. <laughs> I'll put aside, you know, eight bucks um, for five beers and a $3 tip. You know, be nice. That's all I can afford. Got to take, ter- uh, take care of Miss Lynn. I will tip. I tip good now because I work. Yeah, because I like, work. Because I work. But, like, back then, like, I was living on a budget, man. Like, yeah. sorry. Uh, but, yeah, $5 for beer on Tuesday night. But you you always left a tip though. That's a yes, thing. always, yeah. always. You got it. You got to respect your bartender. Yes, at and least then, leave them something. Uh, the other bar, nickel beer on Thursdays. So I'd be like, all right, the five dollar cover for the first beer. Every beer after that's nickel. And by then, I'd have to buy food for dinner, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'd have like, you know, 
$25 left in the account, I'd be like, oh, crap, I'm rich. I got money for the weekend now. <laughs> you can buy an 18-pack. Yeah. For $12. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to go get two McChickens and go have a heck of a Saturday night. Yeah, Brian, Brian and I used to... Uh, so, like, every fast food restaurant has an app. And I don't think y'all know this or not, but whenever you sign up for these apps, you, like, automatically get something free. And so, like, I don't know if Brian and I did it or Brian did it, but I would create different, like, email addresses to be able to, like, get a new yes, account on yes. the app and get another free sandwich. I would I would text my brother and sister or my mom and dad and be like, hey, tell me this code that is sending to your phone for the food app because I need to, I need to eat dinner tonight. Yeah. And they would do it. They'd always do it. Bro, like... Every everybody was talking about um, like when I went to college, like oh you're about to be a broke college kid. Which even at the time I didn't realize how broke I actually was. Yeah, same, same. Never, like, never realized. Like nowadays, I'm out of school. I have a crazy amount of bills. Back then, you know, I had no bills. My, you know, I love my mom. She took care of me and paid for my school. Well, part of my school, and uh, it's just back then, man. I mean. Like I said, you said you had fifty dollars. We got two hundred a month, and so she'd give me two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's I, about equal. That yeah. was yeah, and that's why we <laughs> we yeah. always either ran out of money at the same yeah. time, or so, we both had money at the same time. Well, <laughs> well, the problem was me, you know, from eighteen to twenty-two, or yeah, two hundred bucks was a lot of money. Yeah, well, two hundred bucks, I would get it on the first every month. The problem was I would get the whole two hundred dollars on the first, and so. Me at 19, 20, 21 years old, I'm not going to worry about the last two weeks of the month. I have $200 in my bank account. I'm, I'm going to go at blast. it. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> at it. I'm going to go party. Yeah. Thanks, and, mom. And so, like, a lot of these people, I mean, a lot of these people, whoever's listening, like, this isn't like Orlando. This is not like Miami. We can go have a good time for 30 bucks a night and have a blast. Yeah. This is the Grove. Yeah. We live in the heartland of Florida. Grady um, Judd, Polk Grady County, Judd, Florida. County, uh, very popular sheriff. Love him. Oh, yeah. Great uh, guy. Lock me up. Great, great area. <laughs> great area. Um, do not move here. <laughs> yes. Nobody else needs to come yeah, to Polk County. Do not County. move to Polk County. Um, but, yeah, you, 30 bucks a night. Oh, yeah. You go have a one hell of a Saturday night with $30 in Polk County somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Agreed. Oh. I love it. Can't do that in those big cities. Yeah, man. So I, uh, <clears throat> one of the summer jobs I had is I was working for uh, Perfect Game, and so Perfect Game is the biggest. Um, how do I explain it? It's the biggest travel ball uh, organization for ba- like high school baseball players. And so, um, obviously, Brian, you know, I would I would describe it as the biggest youth program for baseball teams, sixteen to eighteen. Yeah, so you got your, you know, you got your high school team, but in summer you have off, and so they would get on these national teams, and this is like top level. Like, yeah, you go play with, you are the big fish in your pond, and you go play with every big fish and all the other little ponds exactly. all over the state or country or even the world sometimes. Like, oh yeah, all all the time. And so, like, I went and worked these tournaments, um, and it was just like it was crazy, man. Like, they, I would be pulling in money, and I'd be in an Orlando, and then. All of a sudden, like, I go out to dinner. You know, I was living in a hotel for three months. Every single day, bro, 12-hour days. That is rough. No, bro, I was having the time of my life. Like, I would, I could pull in, like, 
depending on the tournament, if, I mean, there would be days I'd work 14 hours in a row. I could pull in 1200 bucks in a week as a college kid. And I mean, we would blow it every night. Yeah. You know, either go to the bar or go out to a nice restaurant and be like, oh yeah, find a girl, take her out to dinner. All of a sudden you spend a hundred bucks at dinner because you're like, oh yeah, get whatever you want. Like, <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it weird how like your mind shifts when you enter like the real world? Yeah. How when you have bills, your concept of a dollar completely changes. changes, changes, and the way you think about money, the way you get money, the way you, you know, spend money, why you spend money, all that thought process just kind of hits you one day when you're working in the real world, and you're like, you know what? If I want to be successful, I got to change my ways. Yeah, <laughs> mom and dad aren't going to be so willing no, to fail. Yeah, my my parents don't. My mom anymore at all. Um, I know my mom helped me get out of college uh, with some extra funds and the fifty dollars, just some you know personal things. Put you on your feet. Yeah, uh, got me a little head start, but she wants back. Like she asked me for it all back. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like here, yeah. there you go, done, over. Uh, I don't ask them for money ever. Uh, if I want to go have a good night, I go have a good night, and then I go home. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like that's what's expected now, which we were obviously, we yeah. were put in a situation where we were very blessed, you know. Very true. Sc- parents pay for our school. Like, I mean, my mom paid for part of mine. I don't know how yours was set up, but. Um, Mostly loans and baseball scholarship. Yeah. Mostly. My, I was about to say, my mom, so a little bit of background on me, my, uh, my dad, grew up dirt poor and paid every single cent to go to college. And my mom was blessed and her parents paid for every dime. And so how it was set up for me was my mom would pay for my first three years and I had to pay for my last year. But if I didn't make the grades, if I, for instance, like failed a class or my GPA dropped before, like below a 2.5, I had to pay for that semester. Ooh, that's tough. She warned me one time it never happened again. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah no no shot yeah. I'd, yeah I'd be cracking the books every night oh, yeah. every night I mean I might have had a 2.52 but I had hey, above a 2.5 <laughs> she set the mark it don't matter where you come in hey all I'm saying is I graduated with a 2.8 in college hey I'll I, take I, that all day being that we're both college graduates now both have our de- diplomas degrees whatever you want to call it in hand what was the lowest your GPA has ever gotten or I had gotten oh bro in like, college like what was the lowest point i'll tell you i know mine right off the rip so my my first semester of college coming in i mean i had i wouldn't say i had a lot of rules in high school but my mom was very understanding and so like i always had a curfew like i had to be home by 12 and like there was she had rules in place but when i got to college i I'm, I'm very of much of a adventurer so i like to go try new things and so when i got to college i found out what the bar was and this and that and i first semester worked all worked all summer i had a ton of money saved up blew it all first semester and uh you could find me at the local pub or whatever (laughs) and uh and blew it all didn't go to class you know didn't care yeah didn't care didn't uh, you know i always figured it like oh yeah i'll figure it out yeah I, i did it in high school now, one point, one point nine one. Nice. You know what mine was? My lowest mine ever got was one point eight nine. Damn. Yeah. So, people are gonna rip me off of this, but they gotta understand my circumstance. So I grew up with a mom. God love her. I do love her. She was very strict on me, 
didn't let me go out much. Didn't let me very, I was very, you know, sheltered, not sheltered, very, you know, protected, yeah. better word, protected. Um, because of my adoption circumstances and all kind, that was what her she blamed it on. I think she just didn't want me to be. You're the oldest too. You're yeah, the, I'm, you're the, the I'm, guinea pig. I, yeah, and so I had the opportunity to go play college baseball in Naples, Florida. Don't know if people out there know what Naples, Florida is, but it's about a smaller version, but ten, mm, probably two times more as rich version of Miami, with a lot older population. So there's a lot of fun to be had down there. So I left little old Polk County, little old Fort Meade, and went to Naples, Florida, to Ave Maria University. But very similar in the same ways in terms of, like, yes. the landscape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Out in the middle of nowhere, like, your college was basically its own city, right? Yes, yes, but the college was, like, Naples is starting to build out now yeah. onto that all that property that was out there. So the college was probably 10, 15 minutes outside the outskirts like on the city limits in naples coming oh, in okay. and you're probably 30 minutes from the beach 40 minutes from the beach so it wasn't bad you're still in a big big fun area like oh, i God. would leave practice at 5 30 to be at the beach by 6 30 you know like just in time for sunset yes like i would do stuff like that all the time but yeah no 1.89 uh left small town for me and sheltered kid long story short i fell into the party scene fell into the Becoming the popular guy I've seen, um, met a girl, bad breakup, you know the whole how the whole story goes. Um, didn't care about things, let it slip, went down that slide, got to rock bottom, 1.8, had to find a new school, had to start all over, and I did, and I met you, and now we're here. And all of a sudden, <laughs> somehow, this guy moved into, uh, what do we call it, the pantry? Yep, that was the room in the trailer that we lived on yeah we lived in a double wide trailer and then on a lake we got to put that out there for oh both. yeah we it lived was, on a lake so this was the best college get up in the world it didn't even look like a mobile home like whenever you walked inside like we say like oh yeah we live in a mobile home we always joke around because it was a house yeah it was a house it was a house but like on the inside it was very like nice laminate wood floors like carpet this, living room yeah like it was very nice and then you walked out the back door and we lived on the canal to one of the most popular lakes, you know. Around Central Florida. Yeah. Two colleges on this lake. Yeah. Like, we had the most ideal setup. And it was fun. We had a lot of fun, had a lot of memories. I'm sure those stories will come out over time on here. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we both got the restart that we kind of needed in that place. And now we're here. Yeah. Luckily, they gave me a second chance. I didn't yeah, have to find a new man. school. <laughs> hey, I... Fortunately enough, it never happened. I didn't get booked the night that my incident with the law happened. <laughs> I dang sure should have, being how stupid I was, um, trying to be the cool guy. Young uh, and dumb, man. It happens. Yeah, trying to be the cool guy, and I got the handcuffs put on me, but I had some really cool cops, some really understanding cops, and they took the handcuffs off me. Well, night. my punishment was I had to pick up a piece of trash with handcuffs on. That was the coolest cop I've ever met. So it was either go to jail, call my parents, and have a lot of money uh, issues, or pick up a piece of trash with my handcuffs on and walk back to campus. Because at that point, my truck had been taken away with the party scene that got away. Mm -hmm. I told somebody to, I texted somebody to pick up the truck and take it back to campus. So I didn't look like I was out there because I hid from the cops. Um. Anyways, 
Uh, long story short, we support sh- law enforcement. Yeah, we do. Long story <laughs> short, uh, we all grow up. We all have that change, and we found ours. Yeah, man. Like I feel like, not necessarily has to be in law enforcement, but like once, um, once you hit a point where it's like, what am I doing with my life? Like I feel like everybody hits kind of that point, um, or like something happens in your life and it's a tragedy or whatever something happens yes and you get a whole new perspective on how the world works you know i've had a couple of those in my life and it's you know if you ask some of those people that were around me during that you know incident um they were like nathan was a jerk you know he's full of himself like he's an asshole basically and other people would say nathan's the nicest guy i know he's the guy that give me the shirt off his back yeah yeah your perspective on life changes throughout the older and the more mature and the more experiences you have and the more communications you make, the more you figure out this situation you've been dealt, your perspective changes. Yeah, same here. Mine has changed probably three times that I can name that were huge changes. Graduation from college, um, being out in the real world. That was the big one. That's the latest one. Uh, Trying to... Restart from rock bottom. Um, that was the hard one. And the one was trying to figure out who I was as a person uh, around new people, around new things, around a new environment. Who I was. And once I figured that out, the rest is history. Now I'm here. Which I don't think we ever truly figure that out. Like who we no, are. No, no. It always constantly changes and goes and comes and... It's all perspective. Like you said, it's all perspective. Yeah. Like the way the way I look at it is my like so some people say like who's your biggest hero? Like I this is a quote from uh, Matthew McConaughey and he's somebody asked me he's like who's your biggest hero? And he goes myself in 10 years. And then he goes I like that. And he goes whenever I strive to be the best possible person I can be in 10 years and whenever I've reached that goal in 10 years, he goes I'm not going to be my biggest hero because my biggest hero's myself in 10 years yeah i like that it's almost confidence yeah it's almost like you're striving to be the best possible you every single day and once you get there you're not there yet you got you keep going until you you know you die and then everybody else around you just kind of like hey what's going on with that guy yeah you know what i mean i have had similar situations like that that you explained Mm -hmm. um mine are just a little bit different but yeah Totally agree. Yeah, I, I, I just try to like, so I, I try to put a lot of things in perspective. Um, and there's just, I feel like a lot of times, kind of going back to what the world says and everything like that, um, you know, nothing's handed to you, you know, kind of going back to all of that. I try to, every single day, like when I go to work, just to, like hammer it and so like i posted a tiktok the other day and said there's two things you can control in life it's your attitude and you can control your effort nothing else in this life you can really control and so like life happens yeah and so it's kind of like how how do you react to it you know what i mean i'm kind of glad you brought that up because we were to tie this all back together down the rabbit hole we went down of thoughts you were talking about your perspective on life and my perspective on life is kind of similar to that last topic you brought up um I kind of figured it out through the change of things and the way I go about things. I like my own kind of motivation, my own, you know, quote, 
that I've put together to live my life by. Um, that, you know, that was his. I'm my own hero in 10 years. Mine is success equals. It's a, an equation because mm-hmm. uh, success equals discipline plus self-sacrifice minus time. And I say minus time because you have to put in so much time. Oh, wait, say that one more time. Success equals discipline plus self-sacrifice. So putting things to a side that you have to do mm-hmm. or need to do put aside to do what you want to do to be successful right following and the discipline self-explanatory you got to be disciplined to do all these things and then i said minus subtract time and i say subtract time because think about how much time it is it goes into being successful where we want to get how much time it's going to take for us to get where we want to be it might be six months it might be six years it might be 70 you know, lifetimes from now. Who knows? Like, yeah, kind of like that destination unknown. Yes. Like deal. Um, but yeah, that's my perspective. Success equals discipline plus self-sacrifice minus time. Well, I feel like a lot of people get discipline and motivation confused. You know what I mean? And yes. so, yes. So people will be like, oh, that guy's very motivated. No, wrong. That person is very disciplined. And so motivation is the act of basically saying, I want to do this. I'm excited to do this. I'm going after it. Yes. Discipline is doing that even whenever you don't feel like doing it. Doing it. And And being able to have that mindset 24-7. Oh, yeah. And so that's like diets. Um, Man, I'm tired. I don't want to go home and cook that baked chicken breast I have for part of my meal plan tonight. I'm just going to run through McDonald's and grab me a chicken. No, discipline. Go home and cook that chicken breast. Exactly. Go work out. You know, like... Yeah, get up, go to work. Don't I feel like that is a pinnacle of success. Health. Health is so big because, man, you got to take care of your body like a temple, dude. My brother's big on it, and my family thinks I'm not big on it, but I've lost a lot of weight. I constantly tell myself, go to the gym, go to the gym, go to the gym, go work out, be healthy because... This body's only going to take you so far, pal. Yeah. And the way you treat it is how far it's going to take you. It's like a car, man. If you don't change the oil and put a good, good gas in, you're not going to get nowhere. You ain't going. This car ain't going to last very long. So <laughs> that '91. Yeah, it ain't going to last very long. This this model '99 from the factory in Arcadia, Florida. <laughs> he's got some years on him now. He's 23, but he's still running like a champ. And that's because I do all the proper maintenance. Go to the gym, go work out, and it helps me think. It helps me process information. It gives me time to think, too. Um, I feel that's a really big, really big part of success as well. And that goes on the the discipline tree. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I would say, like, I go, I go through phases in terms of working out. Like, yeah, I, I love it, but with my, um, which this probably needs to go back to the whole discipline thing now. But, uh, I mean, I work 10 hours a day, and, you know, my Apple Watch today, I burned 1,100 calories just You are working. getting your workout in at work. <laughs> like, you're healthy. Yeah. I work on social media. I work on content. I work in a indoor space. I, I have to be on my feet doing other things for work because I work in a business that has two branches. All right. So I do a lot of physical labor at work, too. I'm always on my feet, always 
helping move boxes, shirts, all kinds of stuff. But there is times throughout my day where I have to sit down and dedicate it on a computer. I'm looking down, I'm hunched over, you know, I might be thirsty. So, hey, there's a Diet Coke right there. I'll grab that, drink that DC guy. Got to have the DC. Or, you know, lately I've been thinking like, man, I've really been wearing out the DC. It's time to start drinking water. So today, all day, I drink water until dinner at a DC. But the discipline, I was almost at the finish line. I should have <laughs> finished. But hey, there's always tomorrow. The sun, hey, the sun will always rise again. Yeah, man. Until your car breaks down. One of those big things that I, the sacrifices I make in college, I mean, Brian can attest to this. The amount of polar pops I would go through <laughs> was unreal. Like, I oh, would, man. We oh, would, can you give me a cherry Coke polar pop? Yeah. yeah okay. Thanks. Fire it up. And we would do it for each other. Oh, all the time. Uh, I remember one time I was until I was too broke to be able to afford. I was at <laughs> I was at the house. Uh, this during the summer when nobody was there, I was kind of like the maintenance keeper of the house. Had it all clean, had it all mowed, all trimmed. Uh, it was me and the pup, Tyson pup. Old Tyson. Old Tyson pup, and I would sit there, find change, all by myself, crawling underneath like the table that we had in the living room or I would check underneath couch cushions. I would check underneath this shed couch cushions. I would check on the bathroom. I would check in the laundry. I would check the washer dryer all for change. I'd get all those locations. I finally have 80 cents and then I would have to go try to find a nickel out in the street somewhere. Even while you were working in the summer? Well, you drive that it hard? was because I didn't have my wallet. I lost my wallet that summer. Bro, you always be losing your wallet. Always. I lost it today. Like, how do you, how do you honestly, like, how do you lose a wallet? So I lost it last night. It came in. I was really tired. I was doing the football graphics video for Fort Meade High School. I uh, edited it all together. And then I was coming home. I was thinking about how I needed to finish off some final edits, get it posted, send it to all the people it needed to go to. And I came home, put my wallet down on the couch. And we have a deep couch, a really deep couch. And I didn't realize it. So this whole morning, I was almost late to work. I got there at 7.59. I have to be there at 8. Got there at 7.59. I was almost late because I couldn't find my wallet. And it was on the couch cushion underneath it, way deep down in there. And I reached, dude, I had checked the couch three times before I left. Like, and I finally found it. Tonight at 7. That was what time I found it. 7 o'clock tonight. That drives you nuts, man. Like, I am a very... I have a system. Yeah, and me so, too. I have a whole routine I follow in the mornings. No, so like I'm just like, I'm a creature of habit. Like everybody always said this. It was like, Nathan, you always, you like you like the same things. You don't vary from the things. Like, And so when I come home, I've got this old little, uh, you know, like, well, Brian's seen it. You know, the like buckets of beers you get at a bar. And it's like this <laughs> yeah. little thing. So it's just like a Florida Gators one. So I have that by my nightstand. And so, like, every single time I come home, first thing I do, I come out, take my keys and my wallet, put it in there, and just put it in there. If I leave the house, it doesn't even matter if, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, for instance, like, my uncle, he lives right down the dirt road from me. I'm not even leaving our property, and I grab my keys, wallet, phone, everything. Like, I don't need my wallet, but it, I have to have it on. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I always have to have my wallet on me. My whole day was ruined because I didn't have my wallet. It did help me stick to my water drinking plan, though. Couldn't go by DC. Couldn't. I didn't have my debit card. You need to leave your wallet at the house every day, then. 
I know. Maybe that's what I need to start doing. Yeah. Or just leave my debit card. So what I do, man, is I have like this big uh, water jug, like it's a gallon water jug, fill it up every day. My goal, every single day, finish it. Just drink the whole thing. Well, I've done that before. I've done like the gallon jug fitness thing. Not well, for it's, me. Not, not for me anymore. I don't need to pee 30 times a day. I have a short bladder as it is. You well, know that. We drink together. It's it, Yeah, well, it's different. Also for me, like I'm in the sun every day, so it's like it's a force where it's like you dang. have to hydrate. It's hot. Yeah, we're in Florida. Yeah, like you have I to. I mean, hydrate. we're talking 95, 100 percent humidity, and so like I'm melting. But like a nice crispy Coke would be like fantastic. Like yeah, I'm, I want that thing to be spicy coming down my throat. Man, this morning or no, yesterday morning, I had a DC. I thought about this last night. So this was my first attempt. Tip number one failed. Tip number two tomorrow. Um. <laughs> I had a DC. I was sitting there in the morning. I was barely awake. Getting to the shop. I was like, oh, man, I'm tired. Shh, DC. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, DC. Down the, down the hatch. Um, Is that the same feeling whenever you crack open a beer? Push. Push. Um, down the hatch. It burned going down. But that burn tasted so sweet and felt so good. It woke me up, son. I was ready to attack the first 30 minutes of the day. And then there went. <laughs> there, there went. There went the sugar high. <laughs> Gosh. That's crazy. So one of the things, um, I'm a big coffee drinker, and I used to, in college, I used to get Polar Pops. I mean, I drink four or five Polar Pops a day. Like, being a college athlete, like, that was just what we I know what you're about to bring up. And, uh, and yeah, so, like, I drink coffee, and so I started, like, gradually, like, I was very overweight, drank too much, you yeah, know, didn't have a good diet. That everything. was the summer that you blew all your money weekly in. Oh yeah, the bars in Orlando all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so i I come back. I come back from you know going into my senior year, and I'm weighing, you know, I'm six foot one. I was two hundred fifteen fifteen pounds then. And I come back, and I'm like, man, I just look like crap. I was like, I'm going on a diet. And Dog. So I didn't. I didn't cut. That's the thing. I didn't cut anything out necessarily besides sodas. Like. I cut way back on the sodas. I didn't completely. That's how I did my my weight loss too. I I didn't change. I changed my eating habits. I just ate healthy. But you can make healthy good, like good tasting healthy food. See, my thing is I didn't even necessarily change what I ate. I changed the amount of what I ate. And so it was all about like portion control. And so I feel like, and I'm a big person. Obviously, it it differs between people's body types. Yes, metabolisms. Oh, yeah. If you have a fast metabolism, an easy way to cut back on weight is portion control, like oh, that. Yeah. Like that's my dad. That's how my dad is. He told me he's like, if you just want to lose weight, because I was coming back to play that year, and I kind of got bigger because I drank all my red shirt year and was an idiot. Um, so my, I was like, Dad, I need to get in shape. Like yesterday, uh, so I worked my whole first year. I didn't, or I worked out my whole first year. Didn't eat right. Didn't drink right. Um, and I wasn't where I wanted my body to be. But I took it serious. I had the discipline to take it serious. The next summer, because I knew that I was going to have some stiff competition behind the plate to play. And I did the same thing. I cut back on the portions for one and cut back on the sodas for two. I did not stop drinking them. I had one at least one a day probably. Um, But the small ones, like the little, I went and worked out for two and a half hours every day. And my body worked. Like I also just had better eating habits too. I would eat like a salad instead of a bag of potato chips and I'd be full for an hour and a half instead of 20 minutes. Yeah. And so going back to what I said, one of the like habits that I was changing was 
I'd have coffee in the morning, <clears throat> and instead of, you know, loading up, like, I mean, I dump creamer in there. And oh, so yeah, same. I just, now, literally, it's black coffee, splash of milk, one little mm. squirt of honey. That's it. Yeah? That's all I drink. Maybe I need to try it like that. Yeah, man, bro. It's, it's I mean, some people don't like their coffee strong. I mean, I feel like that takes it off just a little bit, but, I mean, I like it pretty strong now. My dad always told me if I drink my coffee black, I put hair on my chest. I've got plenty of that. I got hair on my chest, too, but not as much as you. <laughs> you would think I would drink coffee black, though. Oh, you do. For the most part. Kind of. There's a splash of There's flavor. A splash. A splash. It's flavor. It's more, like a, it's more of a dark caramel. Feel you. When I do mine, I think it's like the color of our antelope belt right here in the Yeah, bro. The house. Yeah, it's... Uh, so, we used to have this thing... Um, my we always wanted to, we would be down hunting at my uh, family's hunting camp and you know all all the adults drink coffee and uh and all the kids i mean we were probably six seven years old and uh we saw all the parents you know at hunt camp always drink coffee and so we we're like well we want some coffee and they're like heck no you're <laughs> yeah, not getting coffee no shot and so they came up with this thing and i don't know where it ever came from but they called it peter rabbit milk and so they Peter would, Rabbit Milk. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know why, but they they just called it Peter Rabbit Milk. So they would take <laughs> um they would take a literally like splash of coffee, like probably not even like a fifth of the like glass, put that much coffee in it. And give you milk. And milk over top of it. Huh. It was great. Like I loved it. I was like, I'm drinking coffee. Peter Rabbit Milk. Peter Rabbit Milk. Peter Rabbit Milk. I, don't I like if, it. I don't know if that was like an actual thing or something they just pulled out of their butt or what, but that's part of my childhood. Sounds like they pulled it out of their butt. 100%. I'm being being 100% honest. But if anybody, you know, I drink, y'all ever heard of Peter Rabbit yeah, Milk? I have, Please I drink, say something. I drink Peter Rabbit Milk. Yeah. I probably want now. No, not now, but back when I was a kid, I would Oh, yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Everything. Put a little sugar in there. Yeah. It's like, basically, it was like warm, sweet milk. Yeah. Hmm. All right, man. Well, it's a Wednesday night, and we're creeping up on midnight for you guys. For you guys. And we both have to work in the morning. This was this was definitely one of the uh, discipline episodes. Not but the I'm glad we had episodes. it. Yeah, I'm glad we had it because 100%. we talked about some very impactful things. We needed to. We needed to. And I'm sure we'll have more episodes like this. Yeah. It's this, just us two. This episode was... Uh, we, we didn't necessarily, we could have had somebody on tonight, but we wanted it to be just us so y'all can kind of get to know get us. A, yeah, get an idea get a vibe. of who we were, what we're trying to do with this whole thing. And uh, may not necessarily have been the most exciting episode, but I felt like we covered a couple yeah. of interesting topics. And shout out to anybody who has made it this far. We love y'all. Um, I think we discovered, you know, talked about a couple great uh, points and stay disciplined, stay motivated. Attitude Chase your dreams. Chase them, man. But dedicate yourself. And we're so excited for uh, the next episode. We've got something really cool in store for y'all. So yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk about it, and then we'll. Uh, I'm sure y'all will find out soon. Yeah. Can't wait. Remember, always follow us on social media. Roll one podcast. Um, we're on just about every platform now. Yeah, and that is at sign rule the word rule. One, like the number one, no hashtag, um, rule one podcast. Check us out. Love y'all. Thank you. Thank you, man. We're out. Till next time.